0: Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast where we run weekly experiments, question our assumptions, and explore new ways of thinking. I'm your host and fellow experimenter, Caesar. This podcast is not brought to you by the Back to the Roots Organic Mushroom Kick. Mushrooms are absolutely delicious, people, and thanks to Back to the Roots, it's now easier than ever to grow your own mushrooms in your own kitchen, with the back to the Mu- with the back to the mushroom. Motherfucker, I fucked it up. Let's try it again with the Back to the Mu- Back to the Roots Organic Mushroom Kit. You can have delicious oyster mushrooms in just ten days. Ten days, folks. Go online today to Amazon.com to get thirty-three percent off your first mushroom kit. Once again, this podcast is now brought to you by Back to the Mushrooms Organic Mushroom. Ki- back? Why do I keep saying Back to the Mushrooms? Back to the Roots organic mushroom kit. I simply own one and I thought it was cool. I'm going to be honest with you. The process of mushrooms growing is absolutely fucking disgusting. I don't know if this takes away anything from my ad that I just ran, which is absolutely not an ad because it's not brought to you by, this podcast is not brought to you by Back to the Roots organic mushroom kit. Um, However, I'm going to be honest with you. It's fucking gross watching these little mushrooms grow. It was raining all day today and I put them outside Um, Just to just to grab a little bit of moisture a little bit of humidity and they seemed happy they fucking double in size every day Double in size. You know how creepy that is well in the beginning when they start off They're like little uh, like little uh, It's first a ball like a ball starts to come out It's like a little half sphere and then on the half sphere a shit ton of little half spheres come out It's fucking gross Oh, God! But then uh, the mushrooms start coming up anyway go go get yourself your mushroom kit if you want it um all right experiment results from last week um i I'm not gonna lie to you. I slacked it with um i, I instead of doing seventy, I did fifty. I still have to do ten where I reached out to fifty people fifty um uh businesses, and out of those fifty businesses, I got five replies threes were. Kind of on the lines of, thank you so much for your support, you know, just spread the word, or just, no, this is all we need, you're good, we don't need anything. Um, one was a very gentle, uh, thanks but no thanks. And another one was very interesting, very surprising. Uh, I got an email from this guy who was like, um, hey, Caesar, uh, thanks for reaching out, man. If you want to help with your time, we have uh, this job position. That uh, or we have like a uh, an opening in our marketing team or what did he say, street marketing team. Um, if you'd like to send your resume over and uh, whatever whatever we'll consider you. Um, if you want to help out with your money, we're open to taking an investor. And I'm like, whoa, just got an investing opportunity. Um, and here's what got me though at the end of, at the end of the email, he was like, yeah man, uh, thanks so much for reaching out. Um by the way, love the podcast. What bitch? <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> Not what bitch, like I was just like so surprised. Dude, I was taken aback. I was like, "Wow. The man listened to my podcast." I was surprised because of several reasons. One, I don't know how he found my podcast. I didn't email him with the email that's on my website. Um two. I mean, it was just a nice comment. I was, I was like, from a stranger? I was, I've never had that. He was like, uh, what did I just say? He was, he was like, great podcast. Like, I love the podcast. That's what he said. I don't know what I said right now, but that, that's what the email said. I love the podcast. Love the podcast. I was like, what? I don't know you, man. But you listen to my podcast. It was just a mind-blowing moment because I've never had a stranger tell me, I, I like your podcast. <laughs> I realize this is a little sad, but. <laughs> I just uh that was awesome. I was like, whoa guy fucking has resources." I mean, he was the CEO and founder of that that little re- that restaurant, was in a little restaurant. So the man and and by the way, this was a beautifully written email. I did I didn't do it justice. I was like, "Jesus Christ, this man is a poet with his words." Like the it was so like um It was a perfect mixture of business etiquette and just, uh, I don't know, like I feel like this guy writes on his off time because the way he was delivering um, each new paragraph was like, whoa, this is flowing beautifully. Really appreciated that email. And um, the opportunity, I I was like, I, I mean, that's kind of what we were looking for, right? Not a job opportunity, but I wanted somewhere where I could help with my time. So I'm going to go ahead and send over my resume, see what happens. Um, but wow. So I would say the results of this experiment, if we're, it failed in the sense that I wasn't given like a task. Like, hey, man, yeah, we're fucking, we're fucking struggling right now. Um, we well, got this problem and this problem. You got any ideas? You got anybody you can contact? That's what I was looking for. I guess I should have been more specific. But it was still a success because I learned so much. Um, the first thing I learned is that uh, less is more. When I sent my first email, it was a long-winded email. I was kind of overselling it. I don't know why. The next day, I was because um, I was trying to improve my email every day, I, I was feeling – it felt off to send it. I didn't, and something didn't feel right. And I I just I, – I thought of Tim Ferriss's question that I love, which is um, you ask yourself, what would this look like if it were easy? So I can tell what would this look like if it were easy, it'd be like a paragraph long. So I shortened the, my email to three sentences. Um, the and one of them was just like a goodbye sentence, like a thank you for your time. I think. Um, and that's the email that actually got all the responses. The one the one uh, the long winded email didn't get any responses, which makes sense. It, it felt kind of scammy. Like, it's just sometimes you don't have to, you don't have to, like, uh, just say so much. Say so much that can be said in two sentences. Another thing I learned was you just reaching out to people opens doors. Of course, this is obvious. I mean, it wasn't obvious to me. I think it's obvious in the sense as of, like, you ask someone if they can reach out to people and, like they might get a reply, like yes, like I'll get a reply. I don't think it's obvious that that reply might come with an opportunity. Maybe it is obvious, uh, but why don't why doesn't anybody I know do that? I don't know. Maybe I'm hanging around the wrong people. I don't think so. Maybe they haven't learned. Um, but I just learned that reaching out to people opens some fucking doors. This guy. I mean, I didn't know about this job opportunity. I know it's not a job offer, but it's just a job opportunity. And I'm sure me reaching out um, said something to him. Like, hey, man, this guy, go get her. Don't know much about him, but he reached out. Go get her. Reaching out to people opens doors. I like it. And I said it at the beginning of the experiment. I like the idea of reaching out to people. I think I'm good with people. I think I'm meant to be building relationships not only for myself but for other people connecting people one of the jobs that i i heard of that really interests me is a um you they call a fixer a fixer is like a guy in a city guy girl in a city that uh like rich people hire to get anything they need done so like they need tickets something I guess they'll get uh, they can ask their fixer to do it however the cool part of the fixer is when they need to be pre- presented or yeah presented to someone in like some industry the fixer usually can set up a meeting or a dinner and they know who to connect them to in in that industry um, that they're looking for. I thought that was fucking awesome. Like a fixer needs to know the city, needs to be part of the city, needs to be known in the city. He needs to have connections all over the place, not just in one industry, but in several industries so that one of your clients comes over and they're like, hey, man, I need to meet with like um, somebody in in, in the tech industry, one of the CEOs. And you're like, I got you. I have I fucking have I have a barbecue every Wednesday, every fucking Wednesday. (laughs) I have a barbecue every Sunday. Uh, with the CEO, um, I'll just uh, just come over this Sunday to our barbecue, and uh, we'll we'll uh, crack open a couple cervezas. Um, that's that's uh, that's beer for that's beer in Spanish, cervezas, <laughs> cervezas, and um, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll start chatting. We'll just uh, we'll start shooting the shit, see what uh, see what goes on. A fixture sounds dope as fuck. It sounds like a Like the transporter, kind of. Except uh, instead of taking people from place to place with guns, you're just connecting people. (laughs) It just sounds cool to me. And I think it's because I have that, I have that, um, how would I say, uh, uh, attraction to like relationship building. I don't know uh moving forward i think i'm you know i'm just going to continue to do experiments that kind of uh incorporates reaching out to people i like it i was going to say maybe i'll keep reaching out to people every day but i don't know i mean when i was going to write that down um when i was going to start the podcast cuz i write my outline i was going to i was thinking maybe i will do that maybe i will like reach out every day to random people but um, it didn't feel right. I, I, I was, I'm feeling sure about that. I feel like I have a, I have to have, a, I want to have, not that I have to have, I want to have a purpose for reaching out to people. I don't want to be annoying. I, I just don't want to be a guy who's like, Hey man, like, like just, Hey, what's up? Just bothering someone in this experiment. I had a purpose kind of, Um, uh, you know, offering help. And that's what I want to do. I want to offer some value. I don't know in what sense, but when I reach out to someone, I want to be offering something. I don't want it to be a one-sided uh, exchange. Uh, moving on to uh, this week's experiment. Uh, this week's experiment is going to be applying to, to one odd job a day. So I'm going to apply to an odd slash interesting job a day. What, what do I mean by an odd slash interesting job? Well what I mean is something that I find um that I would want to do of course, but particularly something that maybe where I'm creating something with my hands I don't know why at this point in my life I kind of want to make something I want to make stuff because not only do I want to make stuff as an entrepreneur like with my ideas uh, build businesses but I want to be able to I want to be able to Build a house, make some knives. Um, I want to build shit. I feel like that, I feel like it's all the same kind of brain or like brain sector you're using there Um, when you're creating your own stuff, whether it's a bookshelf, some fucking chairs, a company. You know, you're making shit. I want to get myself exposed to that often so that I'm always making stuff because I feel if I'm making stuff all the time, then i always have something to give the world if i'm making shit like if i'm making this podcast i got i got something to give i'm putting something out might not be much hey but it's uh it's something i enjoy doing and and i think by me enjoying doing it i think some people will enjoy it too whether it's 5 10 20 1000 100,000 million doesn't matter i just want to put shit out there Physically, non-physically. Let's fucking do it. So applying to an odd job a day. I'm thinking I had this idea as I was writing the blog post for this um, for for this experiment. By the way, little side note. Blog posts were usually I had an irregular schedule. I'm building more of a structured schedule now. I will be posting uh, one blog post a week. Um, and that blog post will be the experiment blog post. But with it, it will have already the results for example for this experiment i've already written the first part of the blog post which is where i'm introducing the experiment and by next monday i will have or next tuesday i will have my results and then i'll write about the results and then i'll post it so it's a you can read the blog post and it has what the experiment is about and what my results were about anyway back to the weekly experiment i'm thinking of applying to uh, i want to find a knife making apprenticeship that sounds so fucking cool because i want to make my own um, ki- kitchen knife my own chef's chef's knife i think there's nothing more fucking badass than having my own chef's knife that i made oh man and i'd make i'd make it look so fucking cool but this is what i'm talking about finding a job an odd job interesting job um maybe uh uh, this was another idea a job where I where I build relationships maybe a, a job as a fixer if I can find a, a position as like a fixer get involved in that community learn and meet people in Austin connect people because here's the thing look I'll have, I'll be the first to admit I'm a beginner in all this shit i if you if I'm gonna be a fixer yeah I'm gonna be starting from zero if I'm gonna be a knife maker I'm gonna be starting from zero but I'll tell you something I do know how to build habits I do pursue relentlessly the things that I want Um, whether I get them in the end or not I give it a try and I think that I'm equipped with the ability to learn to learn how to be a fixer I'm equipped with the ability to learn how to be a knife making apprenticeship and on top of that I think I'm I try to be a joy to work with you know, so I I think all those things combined. Sure. I don't have the experience, but bro, I I think I've got a pretty great fucking clean canvas. And if somebody somebody gives me an opportunity, they'll see like holy shit! I didn't make this fucking guy. This is the fucking guy's solid choice I made here. Like I, I he's learning a lot, and even I'm learning some things. Because that's when I when I meet somebody else. I've decided recently. I I think I've decided. I've known unconsciously for a while now, but I want other people to take away something from um, from me as well. Not that I'm lecturing to them all the time, but just through the way I uh, carry myself and through the principles that I've written down for myself. I hope that people might uh, get something from it without me knowing. Um, and that all came from the way that I view romantic relationships. When I date someone or when I am involved with someone romantically, I... I not only seek to learn from them, but hope that they will take something from me. Well, anyway, yeah, the basis of this experiment is that I just want to see—I want to see what happens when I fucking I start applying to jobs, odd jobs, you know, that aren't even in my my sector of knowledge or expertise. Uh, sure, will there be a lot of rejection? Uh, probably, <laughs> probably, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like things are... I feel like maybe you just have to start asking people for things. I feel like I don't ask people uh, for a lot of things. Let's just start asking people. Hey, uh, you make knives. Uh, can you teach me? Like, I'll fucking work for you. I'll do whatever you have to do. I'll fucking grab your coffee. I'll, uh, I'll pay you to work for you. <laughs> That's what Nick Hakona says. <laughs> Nick Hakona says uh, when, he first was, when he was first moving up from his job as a trader... He was a trader in uh, in Chicago, um, like in the stock market. But no, he wasn't a trader. He was just like doing brain dead work, as he's as he says, taking p- one paper from one person to another. Um, then he had the opportunity. He found the guy who was starting his own like, I don't know, trading firm or whatever. And he was like, "Man, like, can I work for you?" And the guy was like, "No, I'm not hiring." And this guy, and the was like, "No, no, no, no. You don't understand. I'll I'll pay you to work for you." And I just thought, that's so dope. That's so dope because I kind of, uh, I have that that mentality. I get it, you know? I, I wouldn't mind working for free because as soon as, you, I feel like it's like a free trial, like a Netflix free trial. As soon as you get a little taste of Caesar, I don't think you'd regret it. I think I think you'd buy. I think you'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's, uh, come on, kid. What do you, what do you need? You need $7 an hour? I got you. That's all I need to live, $7 an hour, baby. Uh, But the important thing here is that I go after jobs where I will learn skills that I want to learn. That's the important thing here. Current obstacles for this uh, experiment is just applying. I I started my first application, and uh, let me tell you, my first application was to um, Rogue Fitness. Uh, Rogue Fitness is a company in Ohio that makes some of the greatest – Exercise gear in the country, maybe in the world. It's fucking, you go to any gym, any serious gym, I think. And they got some rogue fitness stuff. They've got rogue fitness rigs and shit. Um, Well, anyway, they make a lot of their shit in America. And I wanted to apply to to go make shit. To be in the assembly line. Move out to Ohio. um, Just to assemble some rigs and uh, learn how to make shit, learn how to work with my hands, you know? Uh, so that's the first job I'm applying to. Um, but when I, when, that job I was just the first thing that came to my mind. And since then, it's uh, this experiment or like where I'm gonna take the direction I wanna take this experiment to is, it has grown to like cool, even better shit like um, knife making. I really am on this knife making shit. Maybe something with cooking. Oh man. Well, moving on. The blog post um for the uh, 10 businesses 10 contacting, contacting 10 businesses local businesses a day experiment is out. Um back on it. I'm building a schedule. I think the way I'm going to do it is yeah, well, I'm just going to have one blog post a week, and I'll have a specific day when I write my blog post. we will have another day where I record a podcast, and then I'll have a second day where I record a podcast. I think I'll be recording two podcasts a week. Um, the podcasts I just really enjoy. And that's one of the things I'm working on, trying to build a more uh, structured schedule. Because I do notice that if it's not written down, it doesn't really get done. <laughs> and uh, shout out to my friend, uh, Peyton, who, um, dude, I was a mess in college. But she was like, hey, yo, use, uh, use Google, Google, Google Calendar. And then at first I was like, I don't need a calendar. I got my agenda that was blank that I never used. Then I started using Google Calendar. And I was like, oh, shit, this changes the game. This changes the game. Um, gotta get back, gotta get back on that. Now, here's the problem that I have with, um, writing things down on a schedule. Sometimes there is a lack of accountability on my part where I'm just like, eh, I won't do it a day. And there's no, uh, there's no, um, punishment. So it's just like, whatever, nothing happens. And I don't learn my lesson. I feel like there needs to be a punishment. I have, I have talked in the past um, I wrote in one blog post about this website that does um, – what do they do? They do the – kind of like it's it's accountability where you put your credit card on there and they'll pay a dollar to an anti-charity, a charity you don't like. They'll give them a dollar every time you don't like log in and check in for whatever you have to do. Um, that's an option, but uh, I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel, I don't know, I, I still feel like maybe I could get around that. That's that's my initial uh, gut feeling when I think of that. Um, maybe I just need to run a little experiment, eh? A little experiment where I uh, put my credit card down, test it out, see if it really gets the, the Caesar juices flowing. Um, current book that I'm reading right now, let's move on to the book. I'm reading uh, "Fooled by Randomness" by Nassim Taleb. I'm also reading uh, "The Seven Habits of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People" or whatever. Um, that one's a good one. But I started reading R- "Fooled by Randomness" specifically because of the guy Nick Kokonis. and I've mentioned him so many times already. And this podcast, the last the last podcast, Nick Kokonis is a um, businessman who is the part owner or co-founder of the alinea group and the alinea restaurant the alinea restaurant is a michelin star restaurant in chicago that i'm gonna go to one day like oh jesus christ it's fucking it gets me so excited it gets me so excited to think about of, of alinea but um the man thinks differently and when i listen to the podcast um i where with uh, tim ferris where he talks about his life and how he got to where he is i just i don't know the things the way he was thinking and talking really resonated with me and it was different it was different i was like i wanted to know more like how did you get to think the way you think nick and in the first podcast episode because he taught there's two of them now he mentions two books or just one book actually. And it's full by randomness. He says, Well, like if there's any book I can recommend, it's full by randomness. Everyone in my office, uh, basically has to read it. Um, if they if you're gonna work for me, you're gonna read that book. And um, in this the next podcast he was like Tim was like, Well, any books you recommend, man? Um, for these hard times, dealing with these hard times, um, running a business during these hard times? And he's like, Yeah, man, it's gonna be the same books as last time. Fooled by Randomness. I think it's a perfect book. So pick that up. See what this guy's talking about. And so far, it appears that the guy is just talking about randomness. How uh, most events are, or a lot of events are random. But I'm like 15 pages in, so can't really talk about it. Excited to read it. Pretty cool, pretty interesting read so far. Moving on to some random topics. Like I said, today was raining all day. All day, baby, raining hard, and I had planned on going on a run today. And it was raining by the time I was. It was time for me to go to a run, on a run. And I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go on a run either way." So put on my bandana because my hair is a little long right now. Put on my black bandana to keep my hair from covering my face. Put on my contacts. Went out the door. Took off my shirt because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get soaked. And I went on a shirtless run. And let me tell you, it was the most amazing thing ever. I went on this, I went on this route by the Austin River where there's usually a ton of people. And thank God there wasn't anybody there because it's coronavirus time and, you know, uh, social distancing. Issue. But there was li- literally no one. No one. No one. thats That doesn't happen. I felt like I, as I was running, I was like, dude, this is a scene out of I Am Legend. What's going on? But it felt great. I was like, oh, shit. You're out here, man. You're out here doing different shit. You know, people are inside. I started, I was asking my roommate, hey, man, why are we taught, since we're little, to be afraid of the rain? Why can't we go out and play in the rain? At least I was taught that way. I'm sure there's parents out there. I know there's parents out there that wouldn't teach their kids that way or that. I'm not saying my parents were bad teachers or anything. I'm just wondering because everyone I know is taught, like, don't go out in the rain. But why not? What's the rain going to do to us? Nothing. Nothing. And and the reason I question that is, is because I'm questioning why do we think the way we think. Let's question everything. So I go on a shirtless run. And nobody's there. And what that made me think was like, yo, I get what Tim means. You got to go where not a lot of people go. Because uh, you'll be the only one there. And if you hit something that resonates with people, that's something of real value, you'll be the only one providing it. And then, bada bing, bada boom, you got something on your hands, kid. Anyway, the shirtless run was awesome. I I took a turn when I was coming back. I took a turn um into in between some shops just because I wanted to see what was up, you know, just showing off my glistening shirtless body. And uh, I had the same feeling, and I'm like. The same feeling. I'm not lying here. The same feeling that I had when I w- I would go on runs. Um, when I studied abroad in South Africa, I would go out on runs, um, uh, with uh, a few of the people on my program, and and when you're in a different country running, you're just like everything you see. You've you have a sense of like a curiosity and like what is that or like that's so cool. Like never seen that before. Like, whoa, like these people are just, you know, they're fucking making food. (laughs) Things that aren't that interesting in everyday life become interesting because you're in South Africa. You're in a foreign country. You're here only for a short period of time and you're trying to soak it all in. Well, I had that same feeling while I I was running down this, uh, uh, this little corridor of shops. I don't know why. But I was like, "Whoa!" It was another "Whoa" moment. Whoa. I feel like we're on different paths. Those people, those people in those shops, and me. Maybe we're on the same path. I don't know. That was just a cool, a cool feeling. And all these feelings culminated to me starting to sprint home. I just started sprinting home in the rain, fast. And I could see people in cars just, just their heads turning, looking at me. You would you never seen a shirtless guy before? <laughs> Anyway, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh moral of the story, go for a shirtless run. See what happens. Go for a run. See what happens. Run in the rain. You know? Uh last thing is the um, reaching out to the world is pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. Um. So yeah, I'm glad I'm doing these experiments. Glad you're listening. Um if you are the random CEO of uh, some restaurant or c- company, um, I'm glad you were here. Glad you were a part of this. Thanks for listening. No, actually, we're not done. I need to give my parting quote. Um, like I say before, some of the things I talk about are going to be on the show notes. Um, if you listen on Spotify, it's been brought to my attention that you can't click on the links that I put in the show notes. I still don't have a fix for that. I thought I was going to be able to put them on my website with the episodes. But that has not been the case. Either way, you can just Google the things that I write on the show notes. All right. I'm going to leave you with a uh, parting quote here from Marcus Aurelius. And this is uh, a quote that I heard uh, Ryan Holiday say. So I, I didn't even check this. But it's it's dope if it's real. Pretty sure it's real. Um. Apparently, Marcus Aurelius, when he would, at night when he would tuck his kids into bed, he would say to himself, don't rush this, for neither of you are guaranteed to see tomorrow. And with that, we'll see you whenever we see you, or maybe we won't. Go live life.